All right, here we go. Sarah here with another episode of Your Fucking Welcome. Today, we are diving into support. Being supported, how to let go of control, things like that. Because as much of a possibly boring, basic, or vanilla topic as this can seem, it goes so deep and there's so much going on under the surface that I feel as though so many women that I speak to, they're struggling with the same types of things. And again, it goes to depths that they don't understand at all or don't see at all. And the bottom line is that, and I know you know this, but I wanna just reinforce to you, especially if you're somebody who is struggling with this right now, I want you to understand and see and open your mind to how much you are probably stunting your growth by not allowing yourself to give up some control, not allowing yourself to be adequately supported, how much you're hurting the growth of your business, your happiness as a human by thinking that you have to do everything yourself, right? It really is, again, like I feel like it's why I joke a little bit about the fact that it's like, okay, this basic vanilla topic, which it can feel like, whereas having experience, especially of like selling marketing programs or selling programs that are, you know, specifically money-making programs, the sexy, shiny stuff like marketing and sales funnels and Facebook ads and audience growth, those are the things that I can snap my finger and I can make money off of. Because again, those feel like these sexy ass topics, whereas being adequately supported by one or a couple people and having them support you in the right energy and the right mindset, like having your systems in place, but also your mindset and like the energy with which you're, you know, going about all of this in line, that is going to make you so much more fucking money than any marketing strategy probably could, not to mention it's going to make you such a happier, more sane human being. And trust me, this is not something that I don't still struggle with in some ways, but I really, I speak to so many women and so often they are struggling with this. I already know what they're gonna say before they say it. Like it's always the same type of shit. It's always the same type of stories or struggles or mistakes or you know their preconceived notions about what being supported actually has to mean. And so I just wanted to dive into it all for you because especially if we're talking about scaling up in your business, letting go of some control is really going to be required. And I know that's not always an easy thing to do, but really truly I feel as though it is required. And so I wanted to help you again, learn and understand the things that I think are the most important and allowing yourself to do that, okay? So it's a little bit practical, it's a little bit mindset, it's a little bit of all the things. So the first thing, the very first thing that I wanna say, and this is really the first point that I will almost bring up when I'm teaching you or sharing with you how to do anything because nothing else matters if this isn't clear. And that is that you need to not only know what you want, but you need to own what you want. I have had literally 100 plus women, if we have this conversation, 99 of them have told me that they have hired somebody in the past and it was a nightmare. It didn't work out. They wound up spending money for, you know, just basically to be frustrated. And that put this bad taste in their mouth in terms of, you know, wanting to hire somebody else and trying it again. 
in almost every one of those cases, not all of them, but almost every one of those cases, we can trace the one of the issues back to the fact that when they went to make that hire, they were not specific with what they were looking for. And more than like the boring shit of like, I'm looking for somebody to, you know, help me with my social media. They're not declaring really exactly like how they want to work with somebody, right? I want you to understand that when it comes to anything, right, you're dating or this, there is nothing wrong with you really having this gut check moment with like, what would my dream scenario be? If I had a magic wand, what would this dynamic look like? If I really could go there for a moment, if I could really give myself the permission to name how I want my days to look, how I want my podcast recording situation to look, how would all of that go? And I've said this many times about men, specifically for me when I'm talking about like dating and things like that. But like the bottom line is I know I, I have so much faith and trust in the fact that like my next relationship I know I have, I have like a list, if you will, but not like in that way that I really have like a list, but like I know now going into that next relationship, these are the things that are like non-negotiable to me. Things like me really feeling supported and like somebody caring about my career, like somebody I can really, again, be as vulnerable as possible with, things like that. And I'm saying all of that because I'm like not saying you're being like, it's like blue eyes. Like I have things that like feel like non-negotiables to me, like in terms of how I want to feel in my next relationship. And I don't remember if I shared this on the podcast, but I'm going to share it now because if, if I did already, I apologize. But I remember having a conversation. I was at dinner with clients. This was uh, probably 2019. And I was explaining the type of person I wanted to be with. And two of the women at the table were married. And they kind of just like laughed at me like, ha ha ha, like nice, nice dreaming or whatever it was. And I was so triggered and I was so irritated by their reaction about it because I'm not a moron. I don't think that I'm going to enter into my next relationship and everything is going to be picture perfect and flawless and we're never going to fight and he's going to be Prince Charming times 50. I am self-aware enough and I'm aware, I'm, I'm realistic enough to know that no relationship is ever going to be perfect. But I refuse to go into a situation being like, I'm not going to get the 10 so I may as well just like settle for whatever happens, right? I'm gonna aim for the 10. I'm gonna be realistic enough to know that maybe we'll probably be at a seven, maybe we'll be at an eight, but I'm gonna do that before I'm gonna fucking aim for the five because I don't think I can get the 10 only for it to fall to a two, right? And so my point in using that example is whoever you hire, whoever is there in your business supporting you, they're gonna make mistakes. Nobody is ever going to come into the situation reading your mind, having a crystal ball, not making errors from time to time. Like every single one of us are going to make mistakes, of course. And so of course we're going to give that person that we're hiring grace in that, right? Like I've always said to Gretchen from the very beginning, like obviously I don't want you to make like silly mistakes. Whereas at the same time, like a mistake that is a mistake I can live with Whereas I can't live with like telling you the same thing six times, or I can't live with you not caring about your work. But like if a mistake happens, a mistake happens, we'll figure it out. Unless you're wiring 
$200,000 to the wrong person, like we'll, we'll be fine. I think sometimes we act as though like we could break our business by sending the wrong email and some things don't just have to be that big of a deal. And so my point is, is like you are going to hire somebody. And again, they're probably not going to be picture perfect because that's life. But I want you to at least aim for the ideal situation. I want you to declare to the world in that thing that you're, you know, writing up or, or where you're describing it, wherever, like, this is what I want. I want somebody who understands that I like, it's of the utmost important to, importance to me that like you follow directions and like you find answers yourself, that you're good at X, Y, Z. When I was hiring uh, a producer for this podcast, right? I knew knowing myself, I know on last minute, a couple of the quotes that I got initially, or like the people that I spoke to like a while back, like a lot of them, their lead time was like two weeks to edit an episode. And that's fine. They can, you know, they can be on their own timelines. I knew two weeks was a non-negotiable for me. Like, like the two weeks, like was, wasn't realistic for me. Like I needed a shorter lead time. And so I was very clear about that when I was making that new hire. Right. And so this, so much of this comes down to, and this is what I mean by this is so much deeper than just here's how to outsource. It's like, I want you, especially as women, I feel like I want you to understand that like, just like I always say, like your success is not like the weather. Like it's not like this thing that like we have no control over. I want you to stop acting as though the support that you get in your life, whether it's romantic or whether it's in your company is just this thing that we're going to like ha be, be doing on a hope and a prayer. And hopefully we get what we want. I want you to take ownership of what you want. I want you to command essentially the scenario, the dynamic that is going to align with your life and with your business. And at the end of the day, and I want to be at the end of the day, right? We pay people to make our lives easier, essentially. Right. And so that's important. Just like I said, I think it was in the last episode, like selfish people live longer. Like we need to put ourselves first when it comes to our company. And I'm so, you know, I was gonna say sick of, but that sounds a little bit, uh, harsher than I mean it, but I do get really frustrated when not, not at anybody, but I get frustrated at this whole dynamic of speaking to so many women. And there's this whole collective, like, feeling or belief that like, it's not okay to put ourselves first, or it's not okay to really, again, command what it is that we want. As a business owner, right, you are in charge of a company, you it is your vision, you are steering the ship. And I'm going to use that example again in a second. But like you are steering the ship here. And so yes, anybody that you hire, it is their job essentially to, you know, get on board with how you want things done, right? And like to be massively, massively clear, that doesn't mean you have to be a raging bitch. Like, and I say that because I think that like, that's like the, the example, I think so many of us are fed on like TV growing up, like, right. It's like either the, you know, the mommy who I was gonna say mommy dearest, but obviously she's not the mommy dearest was not that nice, but like you have like the Donna Reed type of character where like, you know, we've got all these kids and everything's perfect and dinner's coming out of the oven. And like, you're, you're devoting your life essentially to your family and not working. You've got that on one extreme, or if you have the career woman, it's this cold 
mean, robotic, nasty type of person who doesn't care about anybody's like devil wears Prada status, like doesn't care about anybody's feelings, anything like that. And you can be fucking in between. You can be kind to people and you can treat people well while also holding the vision for what it is that you want for this company that you are so tirelessly building, right? Back last year, it was like right before uh, COVID. I think it was probably like the end of February or early March. I had hired a new personal assistant. And so like I sent her like, as she was like starting with me, I sent her over like the instructions, like when, like when I send things like this, like it is bullet pointed. It is like, I, I make it very clear for people like how they can find the information, right? So I sent her an email and I let her know, like, here's how to get in my building. Here's this, here's that, right? And it was a small email. My point being is like, it's not as though it got lost. It was a short email. And I also texted her to let her know that like, that that's what I sent to her. Sure enough, nine o'clock or whatever it was when she got here, she calls me like, I don't know how to get in the building. And again, it was like her first moment in the door. Like I'm not gonna like bite somebody's head off, but I just made it and it was, and I wanna be so clear too, that like this was such a victory in this moment for me to say something because normally I would not. Normally I would be frustrated and normally I would be like, oh God, I've gotta do everything forever. forever. Nobody's ever gonna do support me in this way. And everybody's going to always ask me questions that I have to answer 15 times. Like I would have gone in this very dramatic spiral. And I was really proud of myself for like saying very truly, very kindly, but firmly, um, you know, just so you understand, like such a big part of what I want us to be doing together essentially is like, you know, you're here is like to make my life easier. And so like, it's so important to me that like, I'm not repeating myself. So like, you know, just so you understand, like I sent over those email, the directions to get into the building. I want you to make sure that like, you're looking that up or you're looking for the directions or something like that. Or you're making sure that you're reading those things. I didn't go on this long to her, but like, I just, I just made it very clear to her that like, that wasn't okay. And again, it was a victory for me in that moment because that's not something that I have done in the past in terms of being that assertive. Again, I was like in one way or the other, I was either like a totally passive person where I kind of just like lie down and dealt with it or I get to the point where like I just rage because I'm fed up, right? And so again, it was a victory for me in that moment. And I'm saying that again, because I want you to understand here that like you being assertive doesn't have to look the way that you thought it has to look just because maybe you've had somebody who was unkind in the past and that's kind of the role model or the avatar, if you will, of like what a boss or, uh, or somebody in control looks like. You get to be you, you get to be kind. But at the end of the day, like I said, you are in control of your business. Anyone coming on, especially somebody you're paying, is there to make your life, to make your job easier. And so I want you to, again, own what you want, the way that you want things done, what works best for you, and like, don't be afraid to express that. And the other part of that is that I want you to understand how unfair it actually is to other people when you don't tell them what you want. Because people want to support you. People want to support you. The people you hire, that person coming to a job that first day or, or getting started with you, like they want to do a good job. 
They want you to be happy with the work that they're doing. They don't want to guess what you want. They don't want to be like in that moment where they're like, okay, she said this, but I don't really understand it. I'm afraid to ask. People want direction, especially people who are in the support role, right? They want to know what you actually want. And so I want to just reinforce that to you because I think sometimes we think, especially as women, we think we're being nice by not saying anything. And actually sometimes it can be the really like almost unkind thing to do and put more pressure on people to make them again, guess their way through it. And so I want you to really, really, really understand that and really embrace that, that like you're not helping anybody when you keep quiet about what it is that you actually desire. And that actually not only are you going to get a better outcome, a better result in terms of the job being done, but you're going to make that person happier and more fulfilled in the working relationship or the personal relationship. And really that's the goal all the way around, right? The next thing that I want to say is that, and Gretchen gets all the credit for this because it was really helpful to me when she said this, but long story short, I went through a situation uh, last year, early this year, where um, without going into detail, I, I made a hire that it just didn't work out the way that I wanted it to. No hard feelings, nothing like that, but it just wasn't the situation, the relationship that I'd kind of had in mind when I went into when I went into the situation to begin with. And I definitely take responsibility for parts of it. And the reason for that and the thing that I want to talk to you about today is that I think I have been and I am somebody who is so used to being in control um, when it comes to my business, when it comes to my company and, and not always in a positive way, right? I'm not saying that's always a great thing, but I went into this new relationship kind of so used to being in control and so craving like support in this bigger way that I went into it admittedly a little bit more passive than I believe that I should have or that I would ideally have liked to. And I think in that, I really kind of like wasn't steering the ship essentially. And looking back on it and, and having a conversation with Gretchen about it was like, I caught myself, I said something along the lines of like, well, I didn't want to be controlling. I didn't want to, you know, be too, too much, right? I didn't want to be too like direct in terms of like telling people how to do their job, whatever it was. And she goes, but there's a difference between being controlling and in control. And that was such a like beautiful thing for her to say to me because the thing is, is that especially with our companies, with what we're doing, it at the end of the day is our job to steer the ship, right? I remember I just, I said something along the lines of like, I was having this moment where I was being very dramatic about it with like, well, why do I have to handle this? And why is this happening? And why, why is it my problem? And I was being very dramatic, but then I was like, wait, but like, this is my ship. And so like, of course I have to steer it. And sometimes that can be overwhelming, but it's what we signed up for. So the bottom line is that we can enter into a relationship in which people are supposed to support us and there's very much a happy medium. There's very much a sweet spot between not at all expressing what you want and not, again, being direct in terms of how you want things to go 
Whereas again, the other side of the spectrum where it's overbearing and it's, you know, too much, and you're not even giving people an opportunity to actually support you. The, again, the balance there, there's, there's a sweet spot in the middle there. You have to know that you, again, it's your ship and you are in control of the vision. You have to hold the vision because nobody else is going to hold the vision or understand or know the vision for your company better than you do, right? Balanced out with, we're intentionally, of course, hiring smart people, hiring capable people that have strengths that maybe you don't, who see things that you don't, and you can rely on them to bring your vision to life right? Based on how you've expressed you want that done. But also, again, not in this way where you're not steering them, right? There's a balance there. And it's really important to strike that balance. And it was such a good, again, experience for me and lesson for me in seeing that and knowing that I know how to rectify that as I move forward. And so again, of course, I want you to understand the balance between those things as well. The next thing that I want to say is that, and this is going to sound weird, but I want you to know that it's okay to be vulnerable. And why it might sound weird is because God knows I don't have much experience in this, in the sense of, you know, being vulnerable and opening up when I'm like struggling or asking for support, things like that. Being who I am, I am somebody who is so, again, always in like problem solving mode. And so when something goes wrong, what I have often found myself doing in all different types of relationships is rather than expressing that maybe I'm overwhelmed, that I need help and I need the support, I go into, well, how do we fix this so it never happens again? Or how do I find the solution? And I'm, again, certainly not great at this, but I've come a long way. And I was having a conversation with a client yesterday who was dealing with something. Uh, it wasn't the same thing. It wasn't her like having uh, somebody work for her, but it was her. She's kind of like in a partnership where she's doing something with another person. And she was feeling a certain way about certain things and, you know, was kind of afraid to bring it up. And I was like, you know, don't forget here that it's okay for you to like open up and be transparent and be vul vulnerable in the sense that like, Here's what I'm going through. Here's what I'm struggling with when it, when it comes to this dynamic. Here's what I'm feeling. Here's what's frustrating me a little bit. And like letting that person, especially assuming you trust that person, right? Letting that person hear you and have an opportunity to step up to the plate. Because just like I was saying before, it's often a thing where we think we're being kind by not giving people directions or, you know, not speaking our mind. But so often, you know, that person on the other side of the situation, like I said, they, they, they want you to be happy, right? But you're not even giving them an opportunity to be happy, to make you happy because you're not opening up and being vulnerable about what you're struggling with or what it is that you actually want. And so I think that even even though it's probably not your nature in, in like what you believe entrepreneurship has to look like, I want to just reinforce here that it is okay that to be the boss and to still be vulnerable. And like you, that doesn't mean, I mean, you're calling your employees or contractors bawling your eyes out and acting, you know, unstable, of course, but it is okay to say, you know what? 
this is bothering me in my business and this is bothering me in terms of the way that things are going and I'm struggling a little bit to find a solution. And so I wanted to bring you kind of into my thought process and into like the understanding that I'm struggling with this and I really want and wanna hope for you to kind of help me figuring out the best way for us to do this, right? So it's asking for like, it's admitting that you don't know everything. It's asking for support from, again, somebody who hopefully you trust. And obviously the relationship might be new. And so that might grow and, you know, that might not be full on trust at the moment. But the goal is for you to have people around you that you can trust to open up in that way. And again, have people in your business that want to, again, do a good job, right? I want to have people on my team, in my corner, whether it's friendships or anything, that want me to be happy, right? And of course, me for them as well. And so if we're working on something, right, I want to be in a situation where I can open up to that person that I'm struggling with the way that this is going and I want somebody in my corner that cares enough that I'm not happy with the way that things are going and they're willing to adjust as well, right? I think that God knows I'm not an expert, but I feel like if we're just talking about romantic relationships for a second, I think that one of the biggest things that I have experienced, but also I see when I talk to uh, specifically women about their relationships, I think so often we can be in a situation where we feel like we're essentially like at war with our partner. It's this tit for tat. Well, you did this. And so that you did that. And like, you know, I picked up the kids from school, so I shouldn't have to do this. And it's, it's like, we're always trying to like win points and we're always kind of like butting heads. And we feel, I think it's so often stems from this thing of we're, we're not feeling acknowledged or appreciated. And so we're resistant to acknowledging or appreciating the other person. And it's, again, it's like this, like, uh, like just like one foot in front of the other in, in the sense of like, it's like, I do this, you do that. And like, it's just kind of this like combative thing where you're going back and forth and you're not letting the other person win. And again, so I've experienced that and I've also seen it with other relationships, but I know for sure, for sure in my life, in my relationships, in any relationship, I refuse to have people close to me that like my happiness is not important to them, that I can't express myself. And again, they don't want to make sure that they're contributing to my happiness or not contributing to my unhappiness, right? And vice versa. It's important to me to do the same thing, right? And so I want you to understand that piece of it, that like you get to have people in your corner that it's safe to open up to in that way and that you get to trust that somebody wants to step up to the plate and create a better situation for you. Because I think so often... I don't know, it's easy to kind of go into protective mode or defensive mode, especially depending on what you've been through in the past. But I think that like outsourcing or like being really fully supported in any way, it does require this level of vulnerability in the sense that like you have to let your guard down a little bit and you have to trust that again, people want what's best for you. And I know that that's not always easy, but I think especially in terms of, you know, in, in the context of building a successful business, you can't do it all alone. And if you want long-term relationships that are working out and benefiting you for the long term, 
to an extent, a lot of that trust and a lot of that vulnerability is going to be required. And so I want you to, I don't know, start getting comfortable with allowing that for yourself. And then the final thing that I want to say, and actually it's funny, like as I'm talking, all these other points are coming to me. And so maybe this will have to be uh, something where I come back and do a second part of this. But the final thing I want to say on this episode is that I want you to really, really, really acknowledge and admit to yourself that those things that you are doing on your own they're probably not easier to do on your own. And I say that in that way because I hear from women all the time things like, well, you know, I was going to have them do this landing page or I was going to have them do this, but like, you know, I don't know. I just, I just figured I would do it myself. I thought it was easier or things like, you know, I always see like jokes about people, you know, asking their husband to load the dishwasher and then it winds up feeling easier to do it yourself. Right. And I want you to just get honest with yourself here about just number one, on a micro level, paying attention to an any given moment where you're about to do something that you were supposed to have somebody else do or you should have somebody else doing, however you want to say that, I want you to really pay attention on a micro level where you're just so on autopilot that you feel as though you're more comfortable doing it on your own, but paying attention to the fact that, but I don't want things to go this way anymore. The other day I, um, I was, I was like really, so I went away to long story short, you don't really need to know this, but I'm just saying this to paint the picture of like, I was a little bit uh, more frantic than I normally am. I went to Miraval. I came back late Monday. Uh, we put our family dog down on Tuesday. So it was just a very emotional and draining day. And then I had like a very busy like Wednesday, Thursday. And so like by Thursday afternoon, I was just like a psychopath. Like I was just like, I was just like burnt out and I was just like ready to like be done with everything. And I knew I was just having a moment, but like we wanted to post something on Instagram and like Gretchen knows what to do. Like she was ready to go. And I was so in the angsty, anxious, crappy mode that I was just clinging to the idea that I had to do it myself. Cause it was almost like, I don't know. It was almost like I got like a high or something off of like, let me have this be this one other thing that's frustrating me. And I think because I'm used to feeling like I'm going, 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 like and I'm used to being on autopilot in that way where like when things are hectic, like I'm, I'm just moving through it. And I really had to catch myself with like, there is literally no reason for you to be doing the thing that she can do right now. There is no reason for it. And what I, why I'm saying it all in that way is that when I painted the picture of like why I was like stressed out, whatever is like, I think it's very easy to have that moment. And then you're like, Oh, okay. Next time. Or this is how we're going to fix it moving forward. But the moments where you're struggling the most with like the willpower, if you will, in, in those moments, that's when you really have to catch yourself and be like, no, I'm going to explain what I want. I'm going to let control here go, even though it's not the thing that I'm used to doing. It's not the thing that I'm comfortable doing, but I want this cycle to end. And so I need to, in this moment, end it, right? I can't romanticize how I'm going to end it in the future. I have to choose differently in this moment. And again, it's not always easy. And in fact, it's most of the time it's really fucking hard, but just like with so many other things, the cycles don't end 
until we end them, right? It's going to keep happening and it's going to keep going until you put your foot on the brake there. And so when you are finding yourself falling into the pattern of the, the pattern that you don't want to be in, you have to course correct in the moment, little by little, each and every time, because otherwise it's just going to, again, continue to fester and to continue to happen and then continue to weigh over you in this way that can be really, really, really heavy and frustrating. And so untangling those knots, if you will, on a consistent basis is really so much of what this all requires, right? It's like, I think so many of us, we have this picture of like, here's how I'm going to have this amazing transformation or this amazing, you know, up level in income. And here's what this grand scheme of things is going to look like. And really so much of our growth in any aspect is in the little tiny differences that we don't even realize are happening. And it's so important in my opinion, in my experience to, again, recognize that and then to turn those knobs little by little, wherever you possibly can, instead of being on autopilot and just doing what you're used to doing. And just the other piece of that that I want to say, and I think this is a much bigger conversation, but I know personally that, and I shared this, I think like our second episode back that, you know, after going through a breakup that was really painful for me, I really threw myself more than ever before into my success, into my business and into working a lot. And in many ways, I allowed my business to be something that essentially was a way for me to like numb all the other stuff that I didn't want to necessarily, you know, deal with, right? Working 12 hour days was much easier than working a six hour day and then having to deal with the fact that like, here's how I'm dealing in my emotional and personal life. It was way fucking easier to work more, right? And it got to the point, obviously, where like it no longer felt easier, right? It no longer felt good to me or, or really I had to recognize that that's what I was doing in the first place. But I bring this point up because I, I've said this to a couple people that I've spoken to and it resonated with them deeply. And so, again, I wanted to share it with you here. But if you are somebody who is just so used to working a lot to avoid other things in your life, right? I want you to just really pay massive attention to that and be honest with yourself about it because while you might think that at 9 p.m. it's easier for you to do the landing page and for you to do this, that, the other thing, are you numbing out like with this, like instead of doing something else or acknowledging something else or, you know, some again, something essentially you're not ready to face, sitting in front of the computer for another hour is easier than addressing the real shit that might be going on in your life. And you're not wrong for that. You know, you don't have to beat yourself up about that. But I think again, can be a really beautiful moment where you give yourself permission to acknowledge what might be hard to acknowledge and feel the feelings that you don't necessarily want to feel. Because again, just like the other stuff, and just like I was just saying, that cycle will continue until you really stop the cycle. At the end of the day, you know, making money is important, of course, building a successful business, our ambition, all of it is really important. But what it all comes down to is how do you want to live? How do you want to live your life? Because you can make all the money in the world, you can work your ass off. But if you're unhappy, if you're lonely, if you're unsatisfied with the way you look, like all these other things that like might be bothering you, like, 
it's not going to necessarily be fixed or go away once you build your business to a certain level. Those things are still going to be lingering and the, the money that you're chasing or the business success that you're chasing, it doesn't mean anything if you're not living the life that you actually want to live and you owe yourself the opportunity to live the life that you want to live. And so, you know, I know it's corny, but like, don't get so busy, you know, making a living that you forgot to have a life. And so again, I find that this happens when it comes to being supported, when it comes to outsourcing, because I think a lot of people convince themselves that it's easier to do it themselves, but actually it's easier to be in business mode so often than it is to face things that you probably have to face in your life outside of business. And the earlier that you can give yourself that gift of acknowledging that and then correcting that, uh, truly, I believe the happier you will be. And I promise you that I have learned that lesson the hard way. And so um, take it from me because again, it, it was something that went on for way too long and it still goes on sometimes. But, um, and again, not to be cheesy, but like nobody on their deathbed is going to be like, I wish I worked more, right? You're going to wish you had more fun. You're going to wish you had more relationships. You spend more time with your family, all of those kind of things. And so don't get so busy avoiding that stuff, right? That you're throwing yourself into business to create a business, right? To do all these things that A, you don't necessarily need to be doing or B, you don't even want in the first place, Right? you get to design the life that you want and the business that you want and everything gets to work together in the way in which you want it to. And that doesn't mean it's going to be perfect, of course, but I want you to again, design, right? Design your life, design your business. And really to go back to the first point, you get to have what you want. So you have to decide what you want and you have to own what you want. And when you do that, everything changes. Everything changes, right? I will talk to you in the next episode. I hope this is helpful. 